We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We can change it's like my dreams out of reach. This pain and all this grief. If you see God and you have to speak. Tell him it's crazy in these streets. Feel my pain and it's so... You're on Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Hey, what's going on? We back at you. That's right. You tuned you tune in to Holy Culture Radio, Channel 154, Sirius XM. You're in the right spot. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Man, and we got a great show today. Um, and we're going to have a great show. We have a great show every time, but we got a great bunch of shows coming up because we had these great interviews that I had an opportunity to catch up with some old friends and um, some some uh, legendary Christian hip hop artists uh, at Flavor Fest. Flavor Fest is Tommy Colonin, Urban D's National Christian Hip Hop Conference. Uh, we won an award from them years ago for our hip hop church. It was a um, a gold album type of award. kind of funky. I'm like, yo, why didn't we get platinum? Yo, we need platinum, double diamond. But, you know, it was our first time, his first time giving us awards, so it was great. Grateful for that. But uh, this conference, man, is, is in Tampa every year, and uh, they have concerts, but they also have these same artists uh, speaking and teaching. So here you are seeing a great artists that you love to, to rhyme, but now that artists is talking about ministry or they're talking about uh, apologetics or what have you. And so I had a great time to teach a workshop uh, about youth ministry and helping cats understand what it means to do urban youth ministry. But I also got a chance to interview um, uh, some great friends. And, and today, you know, uh, I interviewed formerly known as The Truth, uh, now Emmanuel, uh, renamed himself himself, right? And so, uh, but in my conversation with him, as we're, we're, we're going to hear it in a second, my own effort with Manny is I mean, all these years of ministry, all these years of rhyming, like the evolution of theology, the evolution of where one was when they first entered into that space of rhyming for the Lord. And yet realizing, you know, everything is not always black and white that I grab onto theologically and wherever I was taught and however I was taught, not that that was all suspect, but when the rubber meets the road with things, things seem to be different from what I'm rapping about. So my discussion with him was around a, a little bit about that, um, how he's doing as a as a man, as a person. He talks about therapy. He talks about going to therapy and non-Christian therapy. He's been to Christian therapists, but a therapist who knows what the heck your mind may be dealing with around emotions and depression and things like that. And I appreciated that. That's like a breath of fresh air for folks who hear an artist like Emmanuel, who is a, a teacher of apologetics at um, Hillsong, some spot he's at, man. I can't keep up with all these different new things that are jumping off, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's, um, uh, you would think that, uh, Emmanuel would not be going to therapy because of, uh, his apologetics piece and understanding how psychology, psychology, whatever the case may be, but he's broken through all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate his conversation about that. But you know, one of the key things that 
um, I, I tapped on his shoulder about at the end of the interview uh, that we'll talk a little bit about was his own personal transition of where he was prior to um, some challenges he had in his life. And if you know the history, there were some challenges there in his life that we all have, but our stuff ain't as public <laughs> as some of the things that he and a few other artists had went through. And um, I think of that, that reality of, of recognizing that you're raising up a generation of, of people who are listening to your music, just like, like radio, like just like um, nationally syndicated radio uh, folks that people buy into and adopt what they're saying and saying, I'm for this side or that side, right? And becomes you're evil on that side and you're great on this side. And people pit one another. I'm church of God in Christ. Well, I'm church of God. Are we speaking tongues? Y'all don't speak in All of that kind of stuff, pitting back and forth. And rappers, Christian hip hop artists, I think oftentimes in a safe way, uh, maybe adopt an, a European epistemology uh, of theology and yet and start rhyming that in a culture that's not from a European epistemology, not heretical, but they're believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, but there's real talk situations and social challenges that people face. And in the midst of that, there is a theology that resonates hope and resonates life. And it's real deep incarnation. Like we all up in that spot in the prison with Raekwon who stole a car and, and hit grandma on the face. And, but yet we love him. And he went to church last Sunday and gave a testimony, but now he locked up. I mean, that's incarnational kind of funky stuff. Right. But if you're on one side or the other side, that is Raekwon really a believer? Does he love the Lord? Is he following Christ? All these kind of suspectful, it's a new word right there. Learn it, Google it. Um, suspectful kind of ways. And oftentimes when you're rhyming and, and early on in Christian hip hop, cats were espousing a theology that everybody was hot with the bars, hot with how they played on that. You know, Christ has no place to lay his Afro sacred tabernacle dwelling um, as uh, Brady Goodwin rhymed uh, from cross movement. But it's, it was uh, sort of a, a blind, we're going to grab this theology, the bars are hot and we're going to adopt it. But then when life happens and everything hits the fan, folks aren't taught grace in those bars. They're taught this or that way, this way, that way. And so now it becomes, how do I handle a person's life after things hit the fan? And, and, and oh my gosh. And, and so, you know, there's some responsibility, I think, as a radio person, as a pastor, as a leader in this neighborhood, I have to be as equitable theologically and human in this thing called faith um, that I can be. Because we see through a glass darkly, right? We see partially, you know, there's a great comedian, Christian comedian who said, I, I know in part. And so I prophesy in part. And that's the only part I know, right? It was like using Paul's scripture in that way. So if we can, if we can welcome the mystery of faith and the mystery of the Holy Spirit, then we don't have to have it so rigid. And I don't have to say you're wrong and I'm right and I'm right and you're wrong. Um, so that we pit one another and we start storming this capital. Uh, we can actually say there's some good thoughts that you have on that opinion of that. I don't necessarily agree on everything that I like that. Um, there's some good thoughts on this side, but I don't necessarily like that, but there's ways in which we can work things out. So I, I, I just wonder theologically uh, how people can gravitate to that, you know, and uh, we got uh, Pastor Jay here, who's our phenomenal host, breaking things down theologically. I guess, you know, as our resident PhD theologian uh, as well, but 
you know, in this interview with Manny, I was asking him a little bit about like, you know, just there was a, there was a tour they did called the Misfits Tour, right? And that Misfits Tour, we had them at this particular passes church uh, on the south side, 1,600 people there. <laughs> it was off the chain. Folks came from yeah. all over. Molly Music was there. We had Ambassador and we had uh, Manny. Yeah. And in that era, in that particular time, he had had a particular incident and, you know, got restored and brought back. And as he was in that space, his rhyme style and what he was saying was different than a rigid epist- uh, European epistemology theologically. He was rhyming grace. He was rhyming love. He was rhyming um is that you calling right now? Callers are calling in right now. Um, but he was rhyming this whole restoration movement. And I asked him about that. We're going to, in the interview, when you hear later on, you hear, I said, man, did, were you saying something different when you rhymed in that Misfits album on the Misfits song in the beginning? You said, and you'll hear it in the interview. I ain't going to give it to you right now. But I'm just asking the question. Are you a person? And, and, and Pastor Jay, you could you know comment to this too, because you're an MC, a pastor, a theologian, a seminarian, teacher, professor. Like, what do you go through as an artist even thinking through as an African-American male from Inglewood, Southside, teacher, all that? Like, when you're rhyming, I mean, do you have to fight through your own years ago maybe – uh, European epistemology of theology to say this is not relevant for for my people. I mean, is that something you had to think through? Yeah, yeah. No, it it is clear. I, I remember that day like it was <laughs> <Right>. yesterday. <laughs> Pastor Phil, <laughs> I'm sitting here chuckling as you telling the story because I grew up like I was. I tell people I was introduced really to growing in your faith discipleship. I've been in church my whole life, but like discipleship and growing through Christian hip hop, mm. like CHH was the thing that discipled me early. Who on. was, who was it? So this, no, it was cross oh, movement, yeah, yeah. right? It was clearly cross movement, but also it was, you know, I was all over the place. I loved Corey Red. Yeah. I loved Raiders of the Lost. Right. Like I was all over the place. Gospel gangsters. I was going to listen to whoever was talking about Jesus and was hip hop. Right. So <laughs> their theologies were so broad, right. right? Right. That that you you couldn't help but learn like there's different ways of thinking about God and living this thing out. But what you have to battle against as an MC is that you know, and especially early on in Christian hip hop, right. what we were saying was we feel like being a Christian MC holds a little more weight because you're talking about the things of God and like eternal conversations and dialogue. So when you tell stories, when you tell narratives, when you share truth, there's an eternal weight to it. Like people are right. Like I was taking people's rhymes as biblical truth mm. because this was the first time I was hearing it in a language that resonated with me right. as a, as a hip hop. Right. So I may not have read exactly what you were talking about or myself, but if you said it because of my trusting you as a fellow believer and an MC and all that, right. I took it as gospel truth. So I think people like Manny, what happened with them is like, 
certain camps, depending on which camp you were in, you had to have a certain perspective to really be a part of that camp. It's like being a part of crew in every hip hop right. thing, right? Like if <laughs> you was a that? part of a camp in hip hop, you had yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> you had to you had to be down with what that crew represented, right? And so it was the same thing when we got into Christian hip hop. If you were more reformed and you know conservative, right? Then if your views didn't match theirs, you couldn't be in that crew, right? You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. When that crew rises and becomes like, oh man, everybody want to be like them, or they got the biggest following, or they making the most noise in CHH and Christian oh hip hop, right. then not only are you trying to be a part of their crew, you also trying to subscribe to their theology, understanding the scripture, all that, and appease the crowd right. that that's following them. Yeah, I think what happened with Manny is is he was always the dude that we we heard at Misfits. Yeah, I don't think that was a change for him. He's always been a guy that was a little outside the box, but he had to fit within the paradigm of his crew. So I know that I I, I dealt with it myself. Yeah. He dealt with it. And I think all of us deal with it as Christian MCs. And see, because there was not a welcoming love for hip hop and Christian hip hop and, 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 and music in general, gospel, there was... Uh, a, a segregated. We're gonna let y'all in. We're gonna let y'all in because y'all right, safe. Right, right. And, and let y'all in would right. be the cross movement, other cats like that. No knock mm-hmm. on these cats, but they're rhyming nope. in a way they're safe. They're getting on stages and they're not doing it manipulative. They're, they're real men of God who faithfully are, are rhyming in this context. But yet, um, other people, Corey Red, were not as welcome because his stuff is a little bit more, right. I don't know, edgy, controversial, but still biblical, but still loving Jesus, still on point, but it was relevant to the people, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, that's right. Like, right. like now today, uh, within ministry, if you're not, th- th- you know, uh, this particular way, your stuff could be seen suspect uh, theologically, right? Yeah. And, and that kind. Of, but it's crazy how people go to Africa and be like, we're going to welcome that kind of, we, we don't know what the Asatishana, mm. Asatishana, you know, we're going to welcome whatever, but uh, we're not necessarily um, um, uh, going to dis. Honestly, it's, it's, it's just a mystery to me and how, how and when and how people flex on certain things. But it created over the years of albums a theology, I think, that didn't unveil, embrace uh, the wholeness of Christ, the grace. I mean, Christ had cats bouncing Absolutely. on him, leaving it. He had crazy grace for cats. But when these cats situations happen in their life, the culture put them on blast and created this whole thing. And that's right. And yet that's right. I'm reaching out to him. You reaching out to him, trying to see how they doing, being able to have a way in which, yo, it ain't what they say it is. It ain't this deal, you know? And so I appreciate Manny talking a little bit about, about that, right? Because he said in that Misfits thing on that song, he said, "I'm the I was the most, I was the most hypocritical of the hypocrites of the hypocrite." Like uh, 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 mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because mm-hmm. I even told him, I mean, mm-hmm. you was, once that whole thing got free, you were a straight Pentecostal preacher. You were so you was like, he was. you was yes. like, who is this kid, <laughs> man? So I just, I, I said that because yeah. I don't want us and people to have to go through something to really be embraced with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ and the grace that matters in the peace. Yo, you listen to Church on the Block. We're talking about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We'll be right back with more conversation with the truth or Emmanuel. You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, CSXM 154. Come right back. We got more in store. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. 
The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yo, welcome back to Church on the Block, man. I have had the blessing to be involved in a lot of young artists' lives as they were starting in, in, in a lot of major groups and things like that over the time of Christian hip-hop artists. And my brother, uh, Emmanuel Lambert, y'all know him as The Truth. He changed his name, if you don't know already, to Emmanuel. Not his real name, but his artist's name. His real name is Emmanuel. <laughs> so right now we're going to have this interview. I was at Flavor Fest, man, had a chance to speak there, which is you know the largest Christian hip-hop conference in the country. 20-plus years been going. And me and Manny had a chance to sit down and talk. So check out what we dialogued about. It's a real talk conversation with uh, Emmanuel Lambert. What's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Phil. And I'm here with my good friend, man. Hi. We just talking about how long you've been married. And I've probably known him about the time of that same length of 20 years or so. And so my friend, you know him as The Truth. And change the name a little bit in different, you know. And, well, uh, you know what is The Truth now? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Lambert, man. Good friend. Mm-hmm. Good good brother, man. So we're here at Flavor Fest, man. And you're going to be speaking later on? I'm speaking today at the 707. And then I'm performing tonight. Cool. And then speaking. Um, tomorrow. Oh, at workshop, church, church plant. Yeah, church church plan. Plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody, you may know um, uh, Manny Emmanuel as, as as an artist and, and and just just crazy energy on stage. But man, I want to hear about the ministry of what you're doing and how you got to where you are now at Hillsong. Like that passion too. I think uh, I think oftentimes cats will pigeonhole MCs as the MCs. What you do, right? Oh, uh, and then, you know, and at one time and sometimes I would do that too because as a pastor, I'm like, dude, your bars are crazy, your MC, but like preaching right now like I don't know hold on hold on hold on let, let me let me I mean not that because you were in, uh, not biblically incorrect not, not you personally yeah. but in a sense it was like it was like seeing the broader scope because what you what you rhyming on the, in, in the songs is like a sermon in and of itself sure. but it's like people need to know the, the full breadth of yeah, it so sure. just what's that journey that ministry journey man yeah I know it's, it's really interesting um, because I think that part of it is particularly in a Western context, mm. it's very, we're a very um, one or the other kind of culture. True. <laughs> True that. Like, if you think about it, um, even the way we judge our, judge sports, you know, it's very much like <laughs> LeBron or True. Jordan it, or... Right, right. Exactly. You know, Chicago, baby, the Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah LeBron's yeah. a curse word. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I think... Um, or, you know, you look at the, bas- the back of U.S. Weekly mm. and it's, you know, who wore it best. Wow. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, two yeah. people wore the same outfit. <laughs> so we have, wow. we, we have a thing of, we have a thing with kind of pitting not just people against one another. True. But we pit kind of everything against each yeah. other. You know? it's, a, it's, a, it's a interesting, that's a great insight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the reason I say particularly in the Western world, because in the Eastern part of the world, it's actually the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. It's because in the eastern part of the world, it, pluralism is the order of the day. Welcome to and, the normalized way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. So there is, you know, what is widely embraced is a diversity of thought, of 
conscience of expression, etc. And it's both and. Right. Now, the downside of that is the way it defines expression theologically is they end up choosing a million and one deities. So they have over 333 million deities. Wow. <laughs> 333 million? Yeah. No, but, but the upside of it is, you know, they don't force you to choose between one thing or another. Yeah. You yeah. can walk and chew gum at the same time and be all right. All right, right. That's good. That's <laughs> so good. That's I think, good. And so I think that for my journey, um, a lot of it, uh, for me, has, has it hasn't been difficult in ter- just in terms of people being able to kind of see the men to other. No doubt, no doubt. True, true, true. It hasn't been difficult, but it is a what I find even now is now that I preach. Now people see me preaching a lot. Mm-hmm. They don't think you rap anymore. So then it's the first it was you can't preach, you rap. Right, right. Now right. oh, you're an amazing preacher. You must not be rapping no more. It's like, right. no. Right. I'm <laughs> doing like, just just make beats, man. Don't rap. It's just the it's the American way. This right. is the way we process as a culture. Right. You know, it's one or one thing or the other. Jay-Z um, talked about this in, a, in an uh, interview, I think, on the Breakfast Club some years ago. Um, where um, people were struggling with the fact that he was a business mogul mm. and a, a hip hop artist. An artist, right. And again, they did the same thing to him. Right. Um, where they really kind of tried to pigeonhole him into one thing or the other. And so, anyway, um, I think people are now just beginning to embrace yeah. kind of the whole, you know, right. the whole of me. Let me ask you. Let me ask, <laughs> yeah. you, let me ask you. So, yeah. so when you're in your own journey, though, did you feel that tug as well? I mean, your father was a pastor, right? Yeah. Right. Did you, right. Right. Yeah. Did you did you feel? Hey, I'm diving this ministry in, in, in ramen, but I know this that that's one aspect, a facet of my life. Or, or did you? Or did that totality of, of a movement happen over time? I never felt like I always felt like I always felt like a preacher. Always, mm, okay. You know, okay. Be, because you know when I, I came up under obviously the cross movement. Regime, yeah, the whole the, yeah. Where that's what you did. You yeah. you used what's this new thing? Looking like a Christian Wu Tang. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> Those are the pillars. Yeah, yeah. And coming up under um, coming up under the influence of cross movement, um, a lot of it was about. Uh, you know the the intersection of theology and hip hop. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so we always felt like we were preaching. Mm-hmm. We always had an aim. We always had a target. We always had a goal. We always right. had an audience in our minds. We right. were always building a case um, mm-hmm. in our music. Mm-hmm. And That's so true. preaching is not something that was. Uh, it, it it wasn't that far. Preaching and rapping weren't mutually exclusive sure. for me. They were right. always kind of one and the same. Right. And um, and so I, I for for me it, I didn't have the pressure of preaching because my father was a pastor. Right. I just uh, I always sensed that there was a grace on my life to be a communicator of what I gotcha. of the scriptures, and hip hop was the medium through which that happened. And then over time, um, the kind of taking preaching on, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. standalone became my thing. I get that both hands. I get both that hand. both hands. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I just know that sometimes, like uh, when I accepted call to ministry, um, 87, 87 yeah. to do youth ministry. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I'm like, yo, what is that? Emmanuel Cleaver said. Uh, no, this is World Ministries. I was doing stuff in Juvenile Teacher Center and bringing the guys to church, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then what I learned from him, and I'm saying this in, in light of the perspective of the longevity of that yeah. how things evolve, it 
is, he said, since I've been in ministry, Phil, I've, 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 uh, since I've been called to ministry, I've been called to ministry. What I meant, what he meant by that is, since I've been called broad, yeah. I've been called more oh, narrow and focused in that kind. So I'm only mentioning this in light yeah, of, in light sure. of the, that passion of preaching was still in there in the medium yeah. through communication through, through Ron, as you talk about. But then it was always still there in other mediums or whatever facet it might yeah. be. But, but in the timing of it, life in general, uh, like you talk about folks, uh, you, you're, you're a rapper, not, not a preacher, you're a preacher, not a rapper, but, but it was always in that space. But in your own passion of that, uh, you, you felt uh, uh, along the way, I'm just asking, I guess in general, yeah. hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring this part of me out. Right and, yeah. and engaging it. I'm just asking, like, like, was there a certain need? Like, yo, I gotta, I gotta start bringing it this way now. I don't know. Just, yeah, just, no. So for me, at the same uh, time, at the same no, time. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's great questions. Uh, for me, it's um, everything has always kind of run on parallel tracks. Gotcha. You know, so for even people gotcha, who gotcha. are listening to this interview, there because that is a struggle where people are constantly wrestling with choosing one thing or the other. Right, you know, right, um, right. People are choosing between being professors or being artists. Sure. Or choosing between, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know right, what right, I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. It's not even just like ministry versus ministry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's you, like my you. secular employment <laughs> versus my ministry call, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. Um, and so there's always this kind of tug of war, particularly within Christians. Where, yeah. Uh, people are kind of wrestling with their passion, yeah. you know, to do what they're called to do um, and or to do what they want to do. Right. And then that the, the that sense of uh, what the Paul say, I feel constrained right. to do what I'm called to do. So right. there's always that tension That's a lot true. of times within people. Yeah. And so I think that but I think that what will help people, which is the thing that helped me, and that is you can do it all. No doubt. Like what I believe right. is that for <clears throat> for many people, God has graced you. If he's graced you with the capacity, right, that's right. true. Embedded in the embedded in the grace to yeah. actually uh, embedded embedded in the call is the grace to accomplish. True, all true. Much is much is given, much is required. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. have to step into that. You have yeah, to yeah. Step into so that's just step into, and I think that's the key. Just, just actually plowing forward in mm-hmm. every space that you feel yeah. called to without spreading yourself too thin obviously yeah. you want to be wise and managing your time and stewardship etc yeah. but I don't think you have to sit at home and try to uh, wreck your brain oh, no. figuring out which one of these does yeah. God really want me to do exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no if it's in you to do do right. it all exactly <laughs> right. do, do something do it, step do, out yeah. just, just go do something right right and I think and go do something in all the spaces where you feel like you have the capacity to do it because God will give abilities to do it. It'll become crystallized in, in the midst of that, and you may surprise your your, your own self in that regard. Yeah, right? yeah, but because I feel like it's paralyzing a lot of times. Mm. Yeah, a lot of times people people get paralyzed. Yeah, try to true. Yes. You get paralyzed trying to figure it out. Just yeah, <laughs> just, right. yeah right. just go. You know, like kids will do that. The kids yeah. kids will just do it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, all day and night. As they do that. Um, some kind of way there's been an applaud of the particular way they've done that and these other things aren't applauded so they just focus on instead of doing all of these I'll just do this because this yeah. is what I'm love doing you know what I mean yeah. and sometimes I think maybe even artists may feel a tug yeah, or may already have a tug already. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not. Don't, 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 don't just put me in a little particular pigeonhole in this yeah. way. Yeah, but look at the broad scope of everything yeah. that, I, that I'm passionate about doing, so that it doesn't become question or suspect in the same way. So in your own journey now, so right now, where are you at? Yeah. Oh, um, right now I'm, um, I'm in therapy. Let's start there. No doubt. I love that. <laughs> 
I love that. Yeah. Yo, so how was that a um, challenge for you to step it Um, it was frightening. I'll be wow, honest. Wow. Uh, it wasn't a challenge like from a philosophical, okay, or you know, like a theological perspective. I didn't have any like any blocks, okay, okay, ideologically that were like, no, don't do that. Yeah, like some folks would be like, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. I didn't have any of good, those. Good, good. I was just, I was just, um, what's I'm looking for? I was just. Scared. Got you. Got you. Because <laughs> I mean, before I went to my first counseling session, I was like, "What is she gonna discover? What's she gonna find out about me? <laughs> What's she gonna? She's gonna, you know, she's right, gonna see, right, right. You know, I, I felt like she was gonna be able to like see through my you. soul. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into my first um, therapy session, man, just so. Um, and so. Uh, but I love that. How long? How long? How long? Um, I, I started this year, so I've been kind of going good. the whole year. Good, man. Good. I'm, I'm a therapy too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I tell you, and this is one thing I tell um, a lot of Christians that I talk to about, about it, is that it therapy um, in a clinically trained right. environment right. is not the same as biblical counseling. Mm. Because oh, no, 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 you're right. You're right. It's clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too clear distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too clearly yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. even if you have a Christian therapist, right, it's still not the same as biblical counselor. Ah, okay, the biblical okay. counselor oftentimes is there to provide you with a divine perspective at some point, right? right? They're going to give you counseling from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Your therapist is there to help identify you, locate you, unearth the deeper things, the nuances, mm-hmm. um, identify the things that are not said, you know, I got you, I got helps you. you to trace your history, family right. of origin, da, 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 right, da, 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 right, right, you know, so where I, the wounds I, are and everything's like that, yeah, exactly. where the wounds are and they're really going to, and so what I have really, really enjoyed, because I've you know, I've done a lot of biblical counseling myself for yeah. people. And then I've sat, obviously, under a lot of biblical counseling mm-hmm. throughout my lifetime. My dad was a biblical counselor. I mean, and one of the wisest men that you will ever meet wow. present day. Um, dope, dope. But they're getting, getting into therapy was so refreshing for me mm. because it was not that. Uh, <laughs> because... You have the word. Yeah, I got the word. You know so, that, yeah, that, that, like, that, that, not like you got the word, so you don't need no, the word. No, 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 but no, no, you no. get it, right? I do. Yeah, <laughs> and I, so I can say, "Dang, okay." When I'm talking about therapist, I can be like, "Okay." Okay, this relates to this part of scripture for me. I can take that and yes. add it. And, and you know how to filter it. Yes. 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 Without it, like, oh, I listen to you. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 no, this is this is refreshing and it's affirming and it's convicting at the same yeah. time. Oh, that's, that's what I tell people. I say, listen, just because it's not biblical counseling does not mean it's not from God. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, I'll be walking out them sessions. Come on. I need I need a smooth hour and a half just to my <laughs> Tell the truth, man. Oh, I need an hour and a half. What did just, I'm with you, what did just happen right there? Exactly. I mean, I believe yeah, this. What just happened? Right, right, right. I believe, right, we get a help from people, we get a hope from Christ, Ooh. right? And so we get, there are people we get help from. And that's wow. helping move this table, helping in my heart, help me understand. Wow. But then my hope comes from Christ, right? So if without without blurring those two, wow. I can I can I can Jesus. swim in both worlds, right? You know, Jesus. and being able to walk in that space uh, whole. I want to be whole. Yes. I mean, I mean, so, so that's on that that's powerful, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's good to hear. How you doing, man? Uh, I mean, that would be that's an album. That's an album. That's a sermon. Yo, you're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. Do not, you hear me? Do not touch that dial. Do not touch that knob. 
Don't unplug the Bluetooth. Stay right here with us. You're welcome back. That was some hot conversation. You know, um, listen to the second part of this dialogue uh, with Manny. I mean, he really goes into depth on some personal stuff. And I really love that because he's real about it. And you don't oftentimes hear that from a lot of different artists. So check it out. And I'll be right back after with my bars. Well, this new album that's coming out is called Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And so you do hear kind of some of the, the wounds. Yeah, you know, I got, yeah. well, I start the song, I got a song with Yolanda Adams. Mm. And it starts off, um, I don't want to go backwards. I got more passion than compassion. Mm. Just that line alone. <laughs> compassion. Than, I, got I got more passion than compassion. compassion. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I pray and I pray because I want to change, but it's so much harder than I imagined. Ooh, <laughs> pick the truth on that. See, see, that's what I'm saying. So, so I'm gonna slip a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, come on. Like, 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 you know what I mean? That's why we're here. Like, like, like. Sometimes, man, you know, working with artists and and in ministry, I, I, I love being biblically accurate, culturally sensitive. But, dude, I need to hear that. Yeah, it's just as biblical. Yeah, yeah. To affirm what I'm going through, what I'm thinking through. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why now? So I. I don't want to go back, but like what? And, I, and so yeah. some of that stuff is not addressed. And sometimes I think it's super duper camouflaged, yeah. it, it, you know, through through the word because people are comfortable with that past part of the word. Yeah. But yet there's not a real bite sized practical. How does that make sense for me right here? Yeah. With the, the, the bridging to, to to what I'm going through. And I think this this just like, I remember Tony Evans talking to us was young preachers went to the very first pastors conference. Tony had and my wife wrote a little letter, uh, and I didn't know she wrote the letter. I get a letter in the mail. Like, you got a scholarship of hundred. I said, babe, they know me. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. up there bugging. But Tony said, man, I sit down with six people at my desk: a senior citizen, a uh, a young person, a, a single parent mom, a single parent dad, a couple, and I was. And he said, this how does tech will make sense to them? Yeah. And so from that, I say all that in light of Ooh. rhyming. Yeah. Okay, this cat, yeah. this girl, this situation, she, yeah. she just had an abortion, but she not about that life, but the mom and dad, whatever. Okay, how do I make sense of that? And, uh, yeah. and that struggle right there, that's the real uh, exegete to yeah. me to be able to bring forth life in a context like, okay, I ain't, I ain't crazy that way because I've, I've known cats who absorb what uh, someone's rhyming about but are so they, they don't connect with even with that person's problem with their own life because of that other disconnect I think that's there if I'm making sense sure. of that yeah you it know? makes perfect sense yeah, yeah what I think is what could be missing is the incarnational Ooh. aspect <laughs> of uh, yeah <laughs> you know, that's true the, yeah the, and, the incar- and the incarnational element you, you know hit it, you hit it right that, ahead that, that sense of humanity yeah yeah that's that, true yeah. I appreciate it see that's yeah. and I've been bashed <laughs> with this at different times yeah, I was yeah. talking to somebody Somebody who you probably would know too. Good friend, yeah. good friend, lovely brother. He was like, yeah. Phil, he said, and it was like something that he felt he had to almost say to me, almost not a confession, but it was like, yeah. Phil, you know, people didn't really understand your ministry and understand what you were doing. But I just want to say, you know, thank you. And I didn't know where he was coming from. It was, he didn't say no after thing for it, uh, uh, about it. But I say all that only because of the fact of, if we don't understand the humanity of Jesus Christ, that he farted like you farted, he had stuff on his beard and his boy didn't yeah. say nothing to him with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. that he, he, he had uh, his struggles as a human that incarnational is real yeah in every nook and cranny of our own daggum life then you never I think fully embrace the deity of Christ and oftentimes in African American context we esteem 
typically traditional kind of the deity of Christ. Yeah. So when you come in with rap, which rap rap, rap is really human, really really earthy. Yeah. How will you? They, they don't get the two because it seems unholy. It yeah. seems irreverent. Yeah. And so because of that stance of not seeing the humanity of Jesus, it causes cats to have, I think, a protection that's false around um, around those particular values in that context. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And I think I think we're I think on some level we're starting to get it. You know. I do. Where a lot of I Christians do. are. These young cats, you staying in the game, communicating, yeah, 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 learning yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Yes, exactly. I'm a bridge. I'm a bridge. I'm a bridge. Exactly. And, um, I think that, you know, you know, so therapy is, this is to me where the culture is helpful for the church right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways where that. the culture is toxic for the church. <laughs> <laughs> of, of which, of which, of which we've always been aware of. So yeah. we've always had a heightened sense of awareness to where the culture and the kingdom clash. Right. What, um, we, uh, probably can do a better job. I think what we're getting more of now, rather, I would rather say that way, is um, we're beginning to understand where the culture, where where cultural values are consistent with the heart of God. But we're just coming into the knowledge that they are. Mm. So at times true. past, true. True. we demonize certain values mm-hmm. that now we're beginning to, I guess, through the process of deconstruction. Mm-hmm. But now we're beginning to embrace that and say and see as equally as wow. God, wow. you know, as much God as certain of the other kingdom values. Yeah. What is what Martin Luther calls the left hand of the kingdom. Flame mm-hmm. and I talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Left hand of the kingdom would be just your normal everyday life stuff, <laughs> vocation. Work, etc. Therapy, etc. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that in times past the church maybe had, had demonized, yeah. and now it's coming to a place yeah. where we're embracing. Um, I think you know we're, we're getting it's better. Good. We're getting yeah. better. Now, with that, unfortunately, when you begin to embrace the values of the culture without boundaries. Right. Then you, you take it all. Yeah. So we're dealing with those very similar <laughs> sure. extremes, but <laughs> right, 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 right. What can right. you do? Right. I mean, when you look at when you look at what it really means um, uh, over, over time, over time, and, 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 and the ebb and flow of church history. Yes, and, and, and you find you find Thomas even in music in church history, especially yeah. in African American country. Thomas Dorsey from from the south to, to the north demonizes music, right? Yes, uh, can't blues bass into the church. Ray Charles, all these cats. Then you got Oh Happy Day. Yeah. And a whole bunch of people came back to the faith. Yeah. So you find a thing, you find Kurt Frank, and you find different pockets like that that come. So using that as the same way, there's it's almost like a norm. There's some generation somewhere in our era, there's going to be oh. that that awakening. Wow, this is life-giving to me. Like, like, and I hate to say it this way, but like in the George Floyd piece, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, white folks, oh my gosh, have I been that mean to you? Right. All of a sudden, it's like, and something like you say, bound you're going yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah. You're going too far. Like, and, and then some of them like, I just need the money. Yeah. And now they gangster. them. They don't want another George Floyd incident, man. Y'all better... Don't 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 pimp the people for right. where the area of reconciliation can really bring yeah. healing, yeah. not not manipulation. So yeah. using that as a kind of a, a, a one pit against it. But I, yeah. I, I love what you're just saying with that yeah. because if then we could learn, perhaps maybe, I mean, this generation we always say, or this other generation, whatever the name you want to call them, but in the context of their awakening in, the, in those spaces, how can we just stay in those spaces? Like, how can we stay alert and look? Okay, where's the spirit of God moving at? Where is that boundaries that we need to keep, and where is the part we need to? welcome where's the spot that we need to find enhance and and bring versus it being like another 
consistent thing that happened, then another thing happens, and then we right back to awakening to that piece. But maybe that's just how yeah, uh, God is in space. Into, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think is, and um, I don't know if we got to wrap it up enough. I think we do, but. I think what it is is um, I think what it comes down to is learning to live and this is if you ask me where I am today yeah one of the um, most important things for me over the past seven years Mm. has been living in the tension no doubt and I think that as we talk about all of these things, there's a thread throughout everything we talk about, even in this yes, Yeah, exactly. Where it comes mm-hmm. back to living in the tension. As we think about culture, yeah. Christianity, and kingdom yep. values, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we've been in one extreme for, you know, for however long. Right. We swung to the far right. And then now we find ourselves, we're finding ourselves being able to embrace certain other liberal ideas that actually do make sense that are consistent. So the right. limit is swinging left, but it's swinging far left. That's right. the problem. So we're swinging far right <laughs> and it's swinging far left. And I think that what God is after is um, what I call the color purple, mm. not choosing red or blue. Mm. Uh, come on, come on, you know, <laughs> finding a way to sit right That's in dope. the middle. Let's and go. um live Let's within go. the tension. The challenge with the tension is that the tensions are really uncomfortable. No doubt. Yeah. But see, it's 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 so much easier to be Democrat or Republican yeah. or to be conservative or liberal. Yeah. Or to be you know, so I think that um you know uh, you know, just in terms of where I am now, it's you know, it is the the, the sermon that probably is is prob- is most important for me right now is really helping people to think critically um, enough yeah. to wrestle with all the things that um, you know all the things that kind of make up the whole of what life is yeah that's what it is it's yeah. as I'm that's exactly navig- right we don't separate life from yeah, 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 that's exactly that, right that, that, that's it as, as it's like as we're navigating the the, the murky waters of life mm-hmm. How do we find the middle? How do we live in the tension? How do we, I love what you said. Where's the spirit of God moving? I'm be honest with you. I would say, and everybody would have a different answer for this, but I would say in the tension. Exactly. I would say I mean, the spirit of Cornel God. West says it best to me. Like a baby is born between feces and urine. Mm. You don't you don't say throw the baby out because it's born between the most gross parts of our anatomy mm. what we do. A beautiful child is born. So if you mm. stay in that tension, man, here comes this baby. Mm. In that particular paradigm, yes. we've been so uncomfortable because we want to be comfortable. Yes. We want it to be soft and we want it to be we want it to be soft or hard. And in that space, man, in that space. And again, I think in, in, in a righteous context, and not only this, but in the hip hop and the artists, artistic culture, they welcome that tension for real. Like if you get the right cat, you can welcome that tension in the yeah. rhyme of the, how they rhyme. Remember, remember um, my man, Shylan, he yeah. talked about, let me just smoke some weed and go to remember that song he yeah, had? Yeah, I yeah. was like, yo, finally, finally, yeah. there's somebody who's yeah. understanding yeah. that tension. Like, you know, yeah. I don't want to do this when I do this, I don't want to do this, but let me just smoke some weed. I was like, yo, he said that in the yeah. um, that's that actor, that's that thespian in him, that yeah, actor, yeah, actor yeah, part yeah, of it, right? Yeah. I'm like, that was hot. Yeah. But nobody's given enough of that language, I think, to yeah. communicate there. Like you say, when you go to third world country, you go to Africa, you go to other places, not even out of the third world, but you go to other co- countries, there is a, a, a welcoming in a peculiar 
you away of that, 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 that kind of tension. You know what I'm saying? You got it in some cultures. I mean, even in America, I think African-American culture, we live with that kind of tension. Ray Ray shot uh, your cousin and he locked up, but we still, we, we took the cousin in because he got, you know, you yeah. got the cousin who we shot living in the crib. Yeah, like, right. all, all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah. We don't yeah. see it when it comes to God, though. We don't see yeah. the kind of living in that, in, that, in, that, in that space that way. Yeah. Man. Yes. My other thought, man, in question, you said something in a, in the Misfits uh, uh, song. Oh, wow. it makes it, I know, going back on it. No, that was good. It was good. It was beautiful. And I just, it was like, like, I think it was something like, um, and they don't know this part didn't have to be on the show if you don't want it to be as well. Oh, yeah. But um, it was like, um, I was, if I'm correcting this, uh, Amelie, let me know. Um, I was the Pharisee of the Pharisee of the Pharisees or something like that. I think you said, like, you might not even remember the line. I don't remember But that. it was so cold because you came out of it like, like, like I am... It was, it was so, it was, it was, it was like a, 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 yeah. a message you were saying, like, this is how I was on this either yeah, yeah, side. Sure. Yeah. Now I'm on this, in this tension, in yeah. this space. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, um, the, 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 and this is what I tell people now, even as I'm working on the manual project, you know, part of this name change comes. Uh, as a result of uh, just a, an ongoing evolution. That's what I'm saying. You know? Yep. And right. it, the truth, so to speak, was a lot more... Um, I don't think the truth was wrong um, yeah. in everything. Because I think that's what happens sometimes when we deconstruct, we kind yeah. of throw everything yeah, away. Right uh-huh. um, you know, I think there was God did a lot. Um, has done or continue to do with the true cool cool <laughs> air quotes <laughs> but I think that uh, where the truth went left was two things straining at a gnat so mm. nitpicking mm. and uh, which rooted in self-righteousness yeah and um uh, aggressiveness. In other words, tripling down on that's strength. That Philly. That's that Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I yeah, got yeah, you. No, I got tripling you. down on stuff that was really was in hindsight was it really that important to God? Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't think so. But truth be told, if we're gonna be real, go ahead, Patricia. Yeah, yeah. So I think that for for me, um, Emmanuel is just a lot more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Because I understand, and this is getting back to your question, I understand now the complexity of life a bit more. Yeah. You know, that there is a lot of black and white, and there is also a lot more gray than I was willing to accept. Mm. (laughs) And I know that. Dude, you was in D.C., so Howard University Seminary asked me, hey, Phil, can you get... um, Truth, can you get some MCC? They were doing they were doing some about my book, the Hip Hop Church at that yeah. time. Michael Dyson had a panel discussion, and we got we were the misfits. And we got y'all to come up. Yeah, dude, you was like straight Pentecostal church of God. You was so free on that stage. Yeah, dude, I was in the back crying. I was yeah. like, Ah, God is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I was like, Manny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Yeah, dude? yeah. It's just, for it's real, for real. And I'm oh, saying sure. that because. 
I'm married 37 years. Yeah. We married 39. Been together 39. Yeah. I'm not the same dude. Right. At 21. Yes. And she's not the same woman at 19, but we stuck yeah. with each other in that tension. Yeah. Raising sure. three grown, beautiful kids, seven, seven grandkids. Yeah. Been through this situation. That's his church hurt, but we stayed. And that's what we, it, it's so bionically beautiful now with empty nest world. Yeah. And, but if we would have gave up, yeah. we would have stopped. We would have judged. We would have gave that nap. We would have overthought. We would have over aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't this yet. You ain't this yeah. yet because you make me more of this together yeah. in crisis until we can get to who we're yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. And I say this as believers, we got to stay with each other. Now. Yeah. When I was first in ministry, I was that way. I, yeah. That's why I could peep it. We always say this phrase. Yeah. If you spot it, you got it. <laughs> we say this yeah. phrase, you spot it, you got it. So I'm like, yo, I used to think that way. And, and, and yeah. even, I've had some other cats in Chicago who were thinking that way at one point. And they came to me later from life happening to them and trying to find where that could fit theologically and they couldn't find it. Yeah. And they would come feel, I'm sorry, man. I didn't ask for that. Oh, for sure. I didn't ask for that. It was just like, you know, I loved them. And I loved them. We walked. They left the house and they would do something. I mean, praise God and keep it going. On the inside, it may, be, it may have been hurt because I felt the judgment of it all. But it was like but later on, and I'm like, yo, how was that way, though? My first is a ministry. I was just boom, 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 boom. Now I left a church. Y'all can be biblically accurate. Well, we, we ain't preaching from the Bible. And Emmanuel, you know, is, hey, you know, if you got you know, reason to go, maybe, hey, I'm playing. It was a beautiful yeah. grace he sent me. Yeah, and later yeah. on, I came back and said, man, my bad. I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I was, so I, I get that whole ebb and flow, but you hit it right on the head. I, I love, Yeah. I, I just desire if, to disciple MCs at the thinking that you are now, like as young as they start, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. To awaken that and be like growing that spot so it doesn't go too far crazy, but in the sense that they welcome all of themselves, right? And all of that's what it is. Today. It's 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 uh, integration. Hmm. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, yes, integration. Yeah. Integrating. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about, but so I know. What, <laughs> let me ask you a couple. What are you reading now? What are like, you going to say? Man, read these two books now. Oh. Two books, I would say. I'm actually reading a book by the Hip Hop Church. Look at that, y'all. You're still reading the Hip Hop Church. Boy, never read it from the beginning. Never read it. What is the name of this book? It's a book by Craig Springer. I do not know the name of it, but go online. I don't think he has a lot of books. So okay, Craig okay. Springer, okay. and the book is like purple and pink. Okay, and it's something about revival in the church. All right, so, okay, okay, okay. But that's one that I'm, that's a, that I'm reading now. That's what you're talking about today, right? No, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And then um, another book that I would probably read, I always recommend this book if you're into apologetics. So a book by Tim Keller called um, The Reason for God. Yeah, I got that book. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like how Tim thinks. Oh, me too. He's critical thinking. Yes. But I think Tim's got that balance. Yeah, he does. He's got that balance. Well, he's got the heart of a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind of an intellect. Yeah. Yeah. When I met him at a New Canaan Society Bible study group in. Wherever, uh, where did they meet at? Wherever they met at, this Christian business and Bible study. Just humble cat. Oh, yeah. Signed my book. Talked to me like I like he knew me forever. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. what a cool dude, man. Yeah. But, Manny, I thank you for your man. friendship for all these years, yeah. man. The thank you. Together, man. Thank you for sticking with me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're in this together because you know what? We ain't always going to be doing what we do. Yeah, for if sure. If we judge each other on that, then it's a limited life connection. Yeah, you know, we're going to be sure. living. You're going to be looking at me. Now, what's your name, man? Yeah. I know you're light-skinned. Yeah. I can't remember your name at all. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love you, brother. Thanks love for the interview, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate right. you. Peace, peace, peace. Man, that was a great interview with my good friend Emmanuel Lambert, former The Truth, now Emmanuel as a rapper, um, and his bride Nicole. I mean, just. 
great brother, man. Longevity, y'all. Longevity in this game of faith. Time to drop bars. Yo, there's a guy named Bob Woods who tells a story of a couple who took their son, 11, and their daughter, 7, to a a cavern, you know, where those caverns or caves you can go into. And as they go into the cavern with the tour, they reached a deepest point in the cavern where the guy turned off the lights to dramatize how completely dark and silent it is below the earth's surface. So like it's pitch black dark. You can't even see your hand in front of you. The little girl who was there, who was seven, she suddenly was felt enveloped around this utter darkness and was so frightened and began to cry. Immediately, she heard the voice of her brother saying, don't cry. Somebody here knows how to turn the lights on. Yo, don't cry, y'all. Or go ahead and cry. But know the fact that somebody here, Jesus Christ, knows how to turn the lights on in your life. Lean into Christ. Lean into his light for your life. That's that piece. Pastor Phil, see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. If you see God.